0: Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast show. Today, I'm going to have Jack Nelson, who's the CEO of Skimmer, and Nikki Acosta, who is their marketing director. And they're going to go over the state of the pool service 2024. And this is a comprehensive report in the state of the pool service industry. And I think you're going to really get a lot of good information out of this report. It'll help you build a strategy moving forward. And it's a good way to see what other pool service companies are doing. And we'll talk more about all the results of this report. In this podcast, Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'm joined today by Jack Nelson, who is the CEO of Skimmer, and Nikki Acosta, who is the head of marketing. How are you doing today? How's
2: it going? Hey, David.
0: Good, but let's just jump right into some of these questions that I have for you. So it's been a while since we've done a podcast, Jack. So what's been going on at Skimmer?
1: Uh, a lot. It's been a it's been a very busy couple of years. I'd say the the biggest thing we've done is is build a really an all star team. We've got almost fifty employees now, based all over the U.S., some Canada, and it's. Uh, we've spent a lot of um, time and energy trying to attract the right people to to really build this platform. We've made big investments on the the product side. So we have, I think we're close to 20 engineers and product folks working on improving our technology every day. We've really built out a a marketing team, starting to build a sales team, but the marketing team that's doing a lot more than just marketing. In fact, the state of the nation uh, that we'll talk about today, that's something they did. And so we've just spent a lot of time building the infrastructure to make sure we can continue to scale to to support our our growth and very ambitious growth goals.
0: Yeah so if people aren't familiar with Skimmer, maybe just give an elevator talk on what Skimmer actually is.
1: Skimmer is a platform that is designed to help pool and Spa pros build great businesses. And so when I say platform, it's a it's a technology. So we have an app that a mobile app that's great in the field for the text, There's a desktop version. For the owners or admins in the office, it bills. There's like a a light sort of CRM where you can contact customers. The mobile app is what the techs in the field can use. It does routing optimization. There's a billing function that helps our customers get paid faster, save a lot of time. And then we have a bunch of support beyond that. So we've got a lot of learning materials online that teach our pros how to build Improve their businesses. Nikki's been doing a bunch of great webinars that kind of talk about the business side of it, and so it's really just uh, probably best to think of it as a platform to to help anyone who wants to grow a pool service business grow.
0: And you mentioned the state of the pool service industry. I think Nikki was working behind the scenes on this report, also gathering a lot of the responses from the pool pros. And let's talk a little bit about why Skimmer decided to do this report because I don't think anything this comprehensive has. Never been done in the industry before. And I think this is something that is eye-opening too, some of the, the numbers and percentages that you got back on some of the questions here um, in the report. So what was the whole idea behind the State of the Pool Service industry report?
1: I'd start by saying part of it was just a realization that, wow, we've got 25,000 techs using our app every week. And how do, we, how do we do something with that data and transform it in such a way that it can be actionable and useful to, to the rest of the industry? To our existing customers as well as others outside of our customer base. And it was really just realizing that we have access to all this information. We have these, these customers that, that are willing to help us and help the industry. And so what if we what if we spent some time trying to gather all of this information? in one place and, and create a, a really digestible, readable report. This is something, like you said, we had not seen in the industry. And we thought, hey, there's a real opportunity to do something that can really lift lift the entire industry.
0: I think people are curious, too, when you see a report like this. How was this report created? I mean, what were some of the, the things that you did to actually get these numbers and verify things and make sure that you know it's an accurate report of the industry?
2: A lot of the questions came directly from our customers. You know, In talking to our customers, they'll ask like, how are you know other companies marketing? How are other companies you know, growing their businesses? How are they paying their techs? Where are they shopping? So a lot of what we included in the report just comes from feedback from our customers. A lot of it comes just from our, our data set. So we have over 500,000 pools uh, under management year round. We see a peak during the summer to be closer to the 700,000 mark, but we have all this great and valuable data. I know there are a lot of conversations and in, in trade groups where they're, you know, they're advised not to discuss pricing with each other uh, as not to violate, you know, any kind of, any kind of rules or or violate any kind of policies around price fixing. But, but we do know that we have great data and our, our customers, if we make it anonymous, are willing to share that data with us. So we chose to make the, the survey anonymous. Uh, We chose to make sure that we were sending it not only to our customers, but working through our networks of of partners to get it out to people who are not Skimmer customers. And we we had great participation. I mean, we had participation from pretty much every single state. Obviously it'll be, it was, the responses were heavier in the states where there are more pools and more pool service companies. Uh, But the goal was to get something out that was anonymous. And it, it wasn't a short survey, I think it was close to 50 questions, so it took a little bit of investment of time for people to sit down and, and give their honest opinions in the report, and as a result, we collected over 1,700 responses, uh, which was more than we, we could have hoped for, and, and we got great data in the, in the process of doing so.
0: You know, I, I read through the report, and I'll ask you first what your top takeaways were, and I can maybe speak a little bit of what I got out of the report myself.
2: I think there were a few top takeaways, uh, and one of the top takeaways was financial literacy is lacking in some cases in the industry, Uh, knowing what your costs are, knowing how much you're spending on chemicals, knowing how much profit you're earning per pool or spa, just that that kind of insight into knowing how you're doing financially. There have been a ton of, of folks who have told us that they're being hurt by price increases, And and pricing is another, you know, big topic that we really honed in on as far as the survey goes to get feedback on where pros heads are at in terms of wanting to raise prices. And it was a significant number of people that plan on raising prices. I think 74 percent want to raise prices. And out of those, you know, a good portion of them are looking at an increase of between 11 and 20 percent. Uh, as an increase. So I I think there is a a little bit of room, a lot of room in some cases for for pros to be able to raise prices that are consistent with uh, what's competitive in their local marketplaces. Uh, But also I I think it's a really good time for for pros to get dialed in on their finances. One good example is the way that people charge for pool service. And what we found was interesting, in half of the country, we have people that charge including chems or people that charge a base rate plus chems. In most parts of the country, and more than half of the country, the people who are charging a base rate plus chems, that base rate is actually higher than those that are charging with chemicals included, which means there are a lot of people that are leaving money on the table. There's a lot of people who are being impacted by fluctuations in chemical costs. And I think there's a big opportunity there uh, for folks to start looking at different ways of doing business. If you're not charging for chems right now, there's there's a big opportunity to capture revenue. I've heard from people in Phoenix that say, oh, you make your money in the winter just because of chemical costs. And you you don't really have to do that. Bryce Sarayan, who uh, has worked with us for a long time and is a big customer of ours, had a good way of of broaching the subject with his customers. And he he tells people, hey, I service a lot of short-term rentals that have parties every weekend. It's not fair for me to charge you for the chemicals that they're gonna use and have to spread that out. So I'm just gonna charge you for the chemicals that you use. And that seems to be a a good way to help uh, consumers and, and customers understand uh, that there is a benefit in some cases for them paying for what they 're actually using when it comes to chemical usage
0: I think that's that 's a good takeaway from there. The way we kind of charge people is kind of weird sometimes if you think about it in the industry there 's no set standard. I think you know all inclusive and charging for chemicals extra is a big debate among pool service pros what 's better uh, i've always find in my opinion, charging chemicals extra is better when you 're landing the bid. Because your rate's going to be lower, you, know, you charge for the filter cleaning and for chemicals outside of the service rate, and that way, when you quote the service rate, it looks lower to the customer. And someone else coming in with an all-inclusive bid will be higher, and people always gravitate towards the lower price, even though it's not technically lower as you explained. You're going to make more money charging for the chemicals separate. So I think that's a good takeaway. For me, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time with my input because you guys did the study and I think you put a lot of effort into it. But for me, I think the the two things that I noticed was that 51% buy chemicals online now, which is interesting. The online sector is growing and that, you know, we were supposed to have a recession last year, apparently, but everyone made more money. 73% made more money last year. And then, so it's definitely a growing industry. Do you feel like the industry is just growing in the right direction? I mean, up is the way it's going.
1: Yeah, I, I think kind of one of the themes that, that is present throughout the different uh, sections of the report is there's really a strategic shift going on, and those people that are thinking a little bit differently about their businesses are the ones that are are, are starting to win, and that's true. I mean, Nick, you talked about financial literacy. There's a huge opportunity in marketing. Most pool pros still aren't doing any paid marketing, and there's a huge opportunity we just talked about pricing and, and thinking a little bit differently about that but but i absolutely think the industry is shifting and, and technology is of course right in the the middle of that all and we're seeing we see that at a daily basis at skimmer right is all the, the different people joining us and wanting new features and so i think those that are able to evolve and adapt quickly are absolutely going to continue to grow their business and i i like you was pleased to see that while people are expecting rising costs in the industry there's also an optimism that, hey, we're going to be able to continue to grow our businesses because we're going to pass along price increases and we're going to hire the right people and we're going to outmarket our competitors.
0: Analyzing the data, I mean, you you were behind the scenes looking at all the numbers coming in. What would you say would be some of the biggest opportunities for the pool pros in 2024? You mentioned price increases in, in the survey showing that people expect to make more money regardless of that, but the opportunities in 2024- you know, is the industry, are there more pools being built? Are the pool pros getting more accounts? You mentioned the marketing. So maybe touch on some of the opportunities coming up this year.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt when looking at, you know, pool construction permitting that the demand for new pool construction has waned since the pandemic. Uh, That obviously had a huge impact on the number of people that were at home, stuck at home, wanted to enjoy their backyards and so I think we, we've seen that number kind of come down as far as new permits are involved. There's certainly people out there that are still building pools, just not at the same rate as they were during the pandemic. If if I owned a, a pool service company, I would say marketing is, is one area where I think folks can really shine, you know, uh, referrals and and having a social media account uh, kind of rounded the top kind of two areas of what people would consider marketing. But We all use Casey Graham. We had him on a webinar a couple weeks ago. He owns a, a company called Yummy Pools out of Atlanta, and he has really optimized Google local service ads. So when someone goes to Google and they search for, you know, pool service companies, it'll actually show them in their area and it'll show a couple of Google verified companies for your area. He's really doubled down on this. He says he spends between $20 and $30 per lead, the trick for him is answering the phone. You have to answer the phone if you're going to put spend towards any kind of uh marketing effort if you're whether you're doing, you know, Angie or or if you're advertising through Nextdoor or Yelp. But he said he'll close about between 55 and 60% of those leads, which means at the end of the day he's got literally positive ROI in month 1. So the first full month that he is servicing a customer, he's not only making that money back, but then some. So with a little bit of, of know-how and a little bit of, of research and a little bit of time, uh, that that is possible. The, the second takeaway on that is that we see a lot of pros who are working in the business instead of on the business. And this was something else that, you know, that, that we've certainly heard from other folks that we work with and we heard it from Casey is you can't focus on growing your business if you're the guy that's on speed dial or gal that's taking the calls responding on the weekends, you know, being that go-to person with every single customer. The idea of kind of replacing yourself in that regard, even if someone's not going to do it the exact same way you're going to do it or do it as well as you do it, if you can find someone that can do it 70% as as good as you would, uh, that is a, a good way to free up your time to be able to go and focus on growing the business and And that's something that um that I think these these larger pull service companies have figured out. You know we have lots of customers of ours who never log into Skimmer. They've got people that work for their company that do that for them. And those are the those are the larger ones, right? They figured out how to replace themselves and staff themselves appropriately to be able to work on going and growing the business through marketing and other means.
1: yeah, and I, I, to piggyback, I think one of the just themes from the the report is, that it's going to be a year of focusing on growing and optimizing the business, not necessarily growing the top line, but Hey, how do we be smarter about the way we work? How do we train people to, like Nikki said, to replace ourselves? How do we market better? How do we make sure we're getting the right customers, which might mean firing the existing customers, right? I mean, if those, those customers that are constantly calling that complain every time you do a price increase that are paying via check, you know, all these things like, a lot of our customers are starting to say, hey, now it makes sense to to focus on the right type of growth, not just growth at all costs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 33 percent of respondents said that in order to achieve their goals in 2024, they wanted to reduce customer count and increase profitability per pool.
0: Makes perfect sense. I mean, I always call it, you know, getting rid of the low hanging fruit. And I use the one for one rule when you get a nice, sweet account, you know, all cement, you can jump over the pool because it's so small and you're getting a good rate, then you drop that pool that you're spending half an hour skimming with, no pun intended, skimming all the leaves off the surface and, and getting it in shape. I think that's a good way. And I think a lot of people are catching on to the fact that let the new guy take on this pool, you know, and and all this streamline my business. And based on the data, if you really wanted to analyze this as a pool pro, based on the data, I think the advice that you could probably give them and you could speak on this. A lot of people are increasing their prices, 74% are increasing their prices this year. And then Jack touched on the streamlining of the business, 43% said they're streamlining the business. So you think a pool pro can look at this, the results of this, of the survey and the state of the pool industry and kind of glean some ideas going forward in 2024. I mean, just looking at the percentages, they can probably get an idea of what they should be doing.
1: I think so. And that's one of the goals is is to be able to give that sort of validation, right? If you're looking at this report saying, oh, safety in numbers, right? Like I, maybe I can raise prices. I won't be the only one that does this. Maybe I should focus on streamlining and, and, and to realize that that's what people are doing. And, and in some cases, if you're in that minority, you need to take a hard look and say, hey, maybe, maybe it is time to do things a little bit differently because otherwise I'm going to get left behind.
0: I think the respondents, too. I think 85% were the actual owners of the pool service company. That's an important point that we should mention is that respondents are mostly the pros out there working. And that's, I think that's the key to this survey too.
1: Well, that's look, that's one of our favorite things about this industry is the the willingness of everyone we talk to to try to help out the entire industry. And, and we're so grateful that all of the 1,700 people took the time to fill out this survey because- because that's exactly right David like these are owners that are busy that say hey I want to I want to contribute to this to sort of the rising tide lifts all boats theory and and we see that every time we go to a trade show every time we get a customer call that these folks are really trying to to improve the entire industry
0: So can we expect future reports from Skimmer maybe not necessarily the state of the industry but maybe specific reports on other aspects of the industry
2: Yes we are we are working on a service price index Uh, that will give guidance on on pricing for certain areas. We've got a lot of follow-up pieces that came out of this report and looking at the data. Uh, Just yesterday, we were looking at respondents and pay. Uh, One of the the only sort of identifying thing that we asked for from survey respondents was their zip code. So we were able to look at pay as it relates to uh, service market areas all across the country. And what we found was that Consistently in most major market areas, uh, the pay is somewhere between $21 to $25 an hour. Doesn't mean that everyone's paying that way. A lot of people are paying you know, by the pool. Uh, but for people who are are rolling that average up and calculating, owners say that they're paying on average $21 to $25, which, which is good. I mean, labor has been a, a really, really big concern for a lot of pool service companies out there. And, and being able to get attract talent, to get new employees in the door, and then retain them um, is going to be, I think, an a ongoing challenge for a lot of these companies.
1: And David, we've shared a lot of or some of this information with our existing customer base in the past, but now that we've got the the team that we do, we're able to to spend the effort and the energy and make this available to the the general public or the entire industry. And so I think you'll continue to see sort of a balancing act out of us as hey, we'll put forth public facing stuff that's consumable for the entire industry. And then we'll we'll also continue to to make sure our customers have information they need to to grow their businesses.
0: And I think that's important for the skimmer customers to realize that you have a lot of ways of collecting data because you have a huge amount of people using the app at this point. And I think that benefits the whole industry as far as, you know, maybe in the future internally for the skimmer users, you can post the best way the market Per area, like I know specifically in my area, Los Angeles County, Google Ads is extremely successful, whereas Thumbtack is less successful because you have to be the kind of the first one on the scene, and you know LA is not the greatest place to get somewhere fast. So you know different areas and different ways of marketing would be would be crucial to the pool pro. Um, but the report we're referring to, let's just let the listeners know where they can actually get a copy of it. And it's free. We should mention that also, right?
2: Correct. It the, to get it free, go to getskimmer.com slash state of
0: service. We as an industry really appreciate something like this that Skimmer's doing. Uh, when you first contacted me about the survey and that you were doing this, I was really impressed by Skimmer because I know that this is not something that is, that this is something that costs a lot of money and effort to put together, I mean, you put a lot of money out to make this survey and to put this report together, and it's a great contribution to the industry. So we are thankful that Skimmer put the effort in.
1: Well, thanks for the the kind words. We're we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, so it, it's we're we're really glad we did it. And I'll emphasize, this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? We're we're going to start creating a lot more content for the industry in many different forms that. That we we continue to think will advance the entire industry.
2: We've already received feedback for next year. You know, people are wanting to know like, are are other pros offering benefits to their employees, healthcare benefits or other mm-hmm. kinds of benefits? If so, like, which ones? Where are they? How does that affect pay? So we've already got a, a a pretty good list of questions that we want to include next year based on the feedback that we've received. And hopefully, this report just gets better and better. And also, hopefully, we can identify longer term trends because we have this this sort of baseline set of data that we can work off of in the future.
0: Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate the time you, you've taken today to go over the State of the Pool Service 2024 with me. And I think the listeners will appreciate hearing you know all the information that you were talking about in this thing. And also seeing the report, of course, after they listen to this podcast, they're gonna pull the report up and they can and look at it themselves if they haven't looked at it yet. So I, I thank you for your time, Nikki and Jack. And I, I thank you for what you're doing to the, for the industry again.
1: Well, David, thank you. And it's very mutual. You continue to advance the industry, and we're grateful for that. So we appreciate being on here.
0: And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the podcast icon. Click on that. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of over 1,300 podcasts that I have available for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a good rest of your week. God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.